0: listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Melissa Reisick, CPSM, Director of Communications with International Parking and Mobility Institute. How are you doing today, Melissa?
1: Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining. Melissa, so you are new to parking, having just joined IPMI. Well, maybe not so so new, but uh, sometime this year. So, uh, what are your first impressions of the parking industry having read a bunch of articles and gone to the IPMI conference?
1: Well, um I've been with IPMI now for about 9 months, um but having spent the last 20 years working in the AEC industry for firms that have designed and built parking garages, I have always considered myself somewhat parking adjacent. Um now that I'm 100% in this sector, I realized that there's an entire world that I honestly knew nothing about. Uh, this industry is huge from traditional parking to the new technology and the mobility sector. I am completely fascinated. And first impressions are I am hooked.
0: Uh, I love it. I know you're also good friends with uh, Rachel Yokos. So I'm, I'm sure you've heard a lot of uh, parking stories uh, through your friendship, but we love having you in the parking industry. So Talk about your role with IPMI. I believe you're a director of communications. Tell us about uh, what that entails.
1: So, the director of communications was a new position for IPMI created when I came on board in January. Uh, it took the previous position, the director of publications, and it enhanced it to include all the external communication vehicles, such as the website, social media email campaigns, marketing, and public relations. Much of this was being outsourced. Uh, IPMI runs a very lean operation administratively. um, And some of this was being split amongst other IPMI team members as well. Now it's all being housed under one umbrella so that it can be planned and executed in a much more strategic and efficient manner. So basically that is how I am spending my every day.
0: I love it. And looking at your LinkedIn, I think you say... uh... Your byline is you're a storyteller. So I'm assuming that fits in great being the director of communications. But what do you mean by you're a storyteller?
1: So I grew up in my career as a marketer and a business developer. My job basically was to get you to buy whatever my company was selling. But I learned very early on that no one ever likes to be sold. Instead, people like to learn. They like to engage and they like to feel a sense of comfort in any dynamic or situation. And that's where storytelling comes in. When you think about being little, what did we want to help us relax and unwind before we went to bed? We wanted to hear a story. As a parent, some of my favorite memories are lying in bed with my son at night, reading to him, sometimes just making up stories on the fly. People love stories. So that's what I do. I help people tell their stories, whether it's been telling the stories of the companies I've worked for, sharing their products and services in a way that helps customers engage, or now for IPMI helping members tell their story in a way that raises their visibility with their peers or helps to educate. I love finding the pieces of the story that will help bring people together and helping people communicate how they're different or special. I like to find the ways to help each reader or listener see themselves in those stories and see their own success. Selling is a transaction. It gives customers a one-time result, but stories give people visions and hopes. And gives them paths to action, and that's what I consider myself to be an expert in.
0: Yeah, I had a. Oh, and by the way, that's some of my uh, favorite memories as well as uh, reading stories mm-hmm. to my my kids in bed. Probably every night I was home for for many many years till they got too old and said, "Dad, please get out of my room." Uh, but I do love that. And I had a boss that always say, "Tell a story." You know, when you're when you're making a pitch to a prospective client. Maybe you have a good product to sell, but he'd always challenge me to tell a story out of that. I watched shows like Mad Men <laughs> and Don Draper. he was I remember I can't remember There's was a scene about selling me like the carousel camera yeah. projector. And I remember he, oh, he just nailed it. and I got goosebumps watching that telling the story <laughs> through it all. But, yeah, I, 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 and they also say the best kind of when you're speaking, the presentations, the best ones typically start off with the story or or something to to connect with the audience. So I love it. And you touched a little bit about helping some of our listeners or members tell stories. So and you talked a little bit about helping our listeners and members of IPMI tell stories. So I think the maybe the the call for content may have closed, but I know if someone has a really good article or wants to tell a good story, you're you're probably going to find a way to squeeze that in. But so I guess my question is how, you know, maybe a listener had a really good experience. They learned something, They, but they're not writers, you know, but they really want to get that story out. They think some readers could really, uh, could learn a lot from this. Um, maybe it's even a simple blog post, but wh- what would you recommend? How 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 can listeners get involved to get their experience and the lessons they learn out there so others can take uh, advantage of that?
1: Sure. Well, anyone. Anyone can be a writer and anyone can be a storyteller, but some people have um, other strong suits, things that they're better at. And honestly, um, it's a skill you develop over time and it, and it comes from experience and it's a comfort zone thing. Writing is not in everyone's comfort zone. So what I would offer is that is what I'm here for. I'm here to help people tell their stories in any way that they need the help. So I can work with them to put their piece together Sometimes they just need a little help, some tools for their toolbox, and I got their backs. That's why I'm here. So anything from um, working with them to create an outline, perhaps helping them put their ideas on paper in in the right order and then letting them flush it out. I'm also happy to, um, and I've done this several times already, conduct a Zoom interview, let someone tell me their story, and then I can help them draft the article. They can go in and polish it out in their voice, put the finishing touches on it. I can ghostwrite for um, our members, help them um, put their thoughts together. There's many, many ways that we can do this. I would suggest for an inexperienced writer that they start with blogging. Our blogs can be anywhere from 250, 300, 400 words. They don't need to be long. And blogs are really just a way for them to share their thoughts on a specific topic, have a conversation. Blogs for IPMI are great because they are also shared to IPMI's forum, which is an online community uh, where we can have conversations on these topics and it can be interactive. So it's a great way to start a conversation and get feedback on your thoughts. It doesn't have to be full features that you start with. You can jump in the shallow end with blogging, but I am happy to take those drafts, edit them, polish them but I can work with members in any way that they need from a little bit of help to a lot of help to get their thoughts on paper.
0: Yes. I will say over the years, I've sent some, some, maybe not the strongest or most polished article or blog and IPMI works their magic and they will make you look good. And then secondly, I've had people say, I have a great idea. I just, I'm just not a writer. And I would say, "You know, tell me about it. And they would kind of walk through and tell me what happened. I'm like, Okay, that's an article. Just exactly how you, or maybe it's a blog post because blogs are more casual, more uh, kind of more laid-back content. And it's almost like you're just telling a story to a friend at a bar or restaurant. And I promise, if you're listening and on the verge, you you can do this. IPMI will ghostwrite it with you, or maybe connect you with a co-writer who has a similar you know experience or operation. But you can get those cat points. You can get that article framed and in your office and. Um, I don't know. I think it's wonderful to to put your name out there and get that recognition. So, while we're talking about the magazine, tell us what's new. Uh, what's uh, what's up with Parking and Mobility Magazine? What what can we expect moving forward? Maybe what the editorial calendar looks like. Just give us a teaser for anything that's to come about uh, the parking magazine.
1: Sure. Well, first, hopefully, everybody has had the chance to see our new interactive digital news platform. We launched back in May. And that's at parking-mobility-magazine.org. You can also link to that through um, IPMI's main website. There's plenty of links at parking-mobility.org to get there. It's still updated on mass once a month, but this platform allows you to have a much more enhanced and much more modern user experience for the content. It's more like going to a CNN or a news site to get all of the information you need. It allows you to get great additional features and bonus content, which we were limited in providing with the traditional magazine. So that's pretty exciting. Um, We do still produce the traditional magazine digitally, and that heads the platform each month. For those who still prefer uh, prefer that viewing method, one of my favorite features is when you go in and, and you start Going through that, the pages, if you have your sound up, will give you the traditional swoosh sound they make when you turn the pages. So oh, I
0: still, love that. It yeah. still
1: feels like you're turning the pages of a magazine. Um, we do also plan, uh, we did this year and plan to again next year, plan on printing a few issues each year. Um, there is nothing to me as a as an editorial and, and magazine person, there's nothing like the feel of having the print magazine, the smell of a print magazine. I love holding it in my hands and flipping through it. So Watch for those special editions. We will be doing that again at conference time and most likely a year end wrap up edition as well. We've also made some significant changes to how we approach each issue for our editorial calendar in 2023. We're no longer looking at having sector specific issues. Instead, we're looking to provide content in every issue that's relevant to a cross section of sectors, going for a more horizontal approach versus uh, tr- the traditional. Vertical one.
0: I really like that because, you know, maybe if I'm in the universities and then the city edition comes out, I just skip that. Or maybe I'm in an airport and the university uh, monthly magazine comes out, I may just skip that. So focusing more on topics and um, solutions and stuff that affects all of us. Um, and then maybe having um, a perspective from a university or a city or airport talking about whether it's EV charging or or whatever the hot topic is that month. So uh, that's pretty cool. I I like that change.
1: Yep. Isaiah, that was exactly our thinking. Um, We didn't want our airport members picking up an airport-focused edition once a year and feeling like that was all that we did for them, feeling like that was all the content that was pointed to them. I feel like they were missing out on all the great content and the other issues because they thought it wasn't directed their way. And so, what we've done is we've come up with some new themes for 2023 that are, again, more of those um, horizontal approach buckets. For example, we're going to be focusing on upskilling, a focus on the evolution of the parking and mobility professional across sectors. What are the new skill sets the parking and mobility professionals need in order to be successful in today's environment? We're going to be focusing on funding and finance for parking and mobility, again, across sectors. What are the new um, needs for funding and finance? What are the new funding sources? What are the new ways that parking and mobility professionals are finding they need to spend their money and what are smart investments? We're doing uh, breaking boundaries, stories of innovation. So we want to hear what innovative new programs are being introduced across multiple sectors, what's working and what's not. To give people food for thought within their own programs, what can they be doing that's innovative? How can they change? We're looking at planning for campuses and large-scale operations. So this could be hospitals. It could be um, campuses for colleges and universities. It could be office buildings and professional campuses. We're not limiting it to one use of space. We're trying to give more general um, topics and then talk about how different buckets affect each of those topics. And we're hoping that people will have a much more wide array of information at their disposal that way.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I I love the new landing page where you know, if I'm looking for something on a curb management and I I could type that in and then it will pull up every article, blog post, podcast about curb management. I don't know if our listeners have had the chance to check that out. I'll put the website uh, in the show notes, but it's really, really cool. And you can get a lot of information very, very quickly. And I no longer have to Annoy IPMI by emailing them once a month asking for all the articles ever written (laughs) about a certain topic. So
1: we do uh, not get annoyed by yours or (laughs) anyone else's emails. But that said, anyone who is interested can always email us at editor at parking mobility.org and we're happy to answer any questions as to where you can find anything. We do have um, something else new for this year that I'm very excited about um, as part of the call for volunteers. We added a parking and mobility focus group to the call. Um, We're also very excited to have added a um, new feature to the call for volunteers. The call for volunteers has actually closed at this point, but if this is of interest to listeners, they certainly can reach out to me and we'll see um, if we can have them added to this volunteer opportunity. It's a parking and mobility focus group. So what we're going to do four times a year is gather this group together as many as can meet for as many of these opportunities as possible, we'll get together and we're gonna talk about the topics on the editorial calendar. We're putting together basically this group as a think tank to generate possible topics for the publications features as well as ideas for companies and individuals to author those features. We're trying to shake things up and bring new ideas to the table for our members, bring new authors into the fold and also just open up to more um, input, more ideas, the more people we have in this think tank, the the wider the net, and the more information comes in, the better chance we have of um, generating new authors, new article topics. We're really excited about it. So hopefully, you'll see some fresh content coming through soon.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great idea, and glad IPMI is doing that. So Melissa, love reading the uh, the magazine each month, and uh, keep up the great work with the great content and. Again, I will put the editor email and the uh, uh, the website for the the magazine and the ability to ability to search past magazines in the show notes. But Melissa, when you're not telling stories for IPMI, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Well, I am a pretty much stereotypical look up the hockey mom in the encyclopedia. You find my picture. I have a 19 year old college hockey player who's been playing since. He was about five years old, Um, so I spend my weekends freezing in the ice rink, uh, cheering on my favorite hockey player. I am also an avid kickboxer. I kickbox in the gym about five days a week, Um, so I spend a lot of my free time. um, If I'm not in the kickboxing gym, I'm in the ice hockey rink, and when I'm not doing either of those two things, you will find me with a book in hand reading. So those are sort of my three passions outside of work.
0: I love it. I also know you have a 100-pound pit bull. Is that correct?
1: Hundred and twenty five pounds. Hundred and twenty five. Oh yes. my goodness! What I
0: was gonna say is, I don't think anyone should mess with Melissa because <laughs> she takes kickboxing five days a week, has a hundred twenty five pound pit bull, and has a son who's a badass hockey college player. So, don't mess <laughs> with Melissa is what I'm taking out of this podcast episode. All right. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I had a great time. Again, the goal of this podcast was to to get listeners, look, if you have a story you want to tell, Melissa will help you get it out there. This is your your year. This is your chance. Let's get your name published. Let's get you as a published author or a blogger and get you involved with telling your story. So Melissa, thanks again for for joining the podcast. Have a great week.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker Solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcast. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text-to-park, permit-to-park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com.
1: didn't know it was there. You can reach out to me directly, and I'd be happy to see if we can get you added to that and my dog scratching uh, <laughs> his
0: collar. I'm not even gonna ask you to I'm redo that because to- i I want that in the in the episode that's awesome
1: <laughs> hold on I can